0: Hello, I'm Dr. Pierre Chang, and this is the orientation video for Station 1 of the Dharma Initiative, the HYDRA.
1: For purposes of security, please do not divulge my name to any outside parties. I will not have to resort to using an alias in the future. And here we go.
2: entertainment
3: i told you already i'm gonna kill you maybe not today maybe not tomorrow that's not how the force works very small man can cast a very large shadow The Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive.
4: Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 109 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Solichai, and my co-pilots for this evening's wonderful adventure Ooh. through the Amazon, <laughs> the young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Buarguayo, the man we call Crunch Crunch, the man who we're not going to call him cheap anymore because we'll got to find something else to bag on him
2: on with. Because Mister- I actually bought our meal.
4: That was, I was about to say that, Les. Yeah. I was about to say, he's not cheap. Oh, you. Oh, you know what? You're right. Is that time. why you bought the meal? Because if it is, I'm glad I did this whole thing. Because that was really good. Les Let's Les get is a free
2: meal out of me. Les
4: is. A free meal. Gonzalez. Wow, that's a hell of a The man game. we call El Hombre. The man with the hair that looks like a blonde Persian rug. Eric. Loves Taco Bell. Struthers. Now. This week, we are lucky to have an extraordinary artist and graphic designer, who you've probably seen his work, by the way, if you follow the Blue Harvest podcast, or if you're even active at all on anybody's Star Wars Twitter, it's his first time entering the Sith Lair. Please welcome Mr. Evan the DeCellis. How's
5: it going, guys? What's thanks up, Thanks for having me on.
4: Yeah. Thank Happy you for- to be here. Yeah. Thanks for coming, man. We appreciate it. And- Thanks for staying up late. I know you're in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
5: No, that's okay. I probably would have been up late anyway. So this is probably the best thing I could have been doing with my time. Okay, great. Man, we're very happy that you're here.
4: Also, we're going to dive into Evan's amazing artwork in, in a second. But before we do that, I want to ask how the hell everybody's doing. Uh, Les, let's talk to Les real quick because Les did completely change his motto. And he ended up buying us like late night breakfast dinner.
2: I mean, yeah, I guess I changed my whole thing. I never pay for anything. Ever. No, that's not true. Ever, ever, ever in my no. life.
4: <laughs> less does. Here's the thing. When I call it Less cheap, like cheapy McCheepers, I'm only talking in the fantasy world. Fantasy
2: cheap. That's yeah, right. Yeah, you're
4: fantasy cheap. Oh, yeah. He's actually not really, he's not a cheap person in real life. He's actually very generous. People out there, he is a, a fantasy cheapskate.
2: People admitted in your fantasy, everything belongs to you and no one else. <sighs> that's not true. That's all I have I to bought say. you a Lambo in my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I took like it back too. I remember that. You, get, you, before I drove off, and you get, took the keys for me.
4: I bought um, Mr. Struthers, I bought him Kirk Hammett's guitar and Jimmy Page's guitar. Okay. Oh, you can't cool. play around with that. For Boo, Ooh. I bought him Brett Favre's underwear. He's a big Packers fan. That'd still be pretty cool. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be that pissed. That'd See? be pretty cool. Exactly. Brett so, Favre. How are you doing, Mr. Struthers? Man, I'm great. Late night at work, but you
6: know what? That's all right. I was playing guitar while I was at work, so that's neat.
4: Yeah. I mean, come on. How many people can say that? That's That's amazing people that play guitar for a living. It's true. Ooh, yes they can. <laughs> Boo, how are you doing? Everything's great. I'm feeling a little under the weather. My stomach feels like it's going to explode. And I'll probably shit my pants by the end of this podcast. But other than that, I'm doing fantastic.
2: Karma is a bitch.
4: Maybe it was because we went to Mexico this last weekend and maybe I ate a couple of things I wasn't supposed to eat.
2: Yeah, karma served you up with a good old heaping plate of it. Oh, down in man.
4: Mexico. Great trip to Mexico, by the way. Shout out to everybody that went with us. And happy birthday to Miss Stephanie Gruner and Albert Correa.
5: Evan, how are you doing, my man? I'm pretty good, man. Uh, nothing too crazy going on, on my end. Just doing a lot of gaming and watching Lost. So that's going pretty well. Well, whoa, so whoa, whoa. No complaints whoa.
4: here. Back, wait a minute. Back it up here. You're watching Lost for the first time? Yeah, for the complete oh, first time. Man, we're trying to get Boo here to do this. Mm-hmm. I watched Lost for the second time just about a couple, about a year ago, because my wife hadn't watched it yet, and so I watched it mm-hmm. over again, and it was just as good the second
5: time. Yeah, okay. I'm loving it. it yeah, it, yeah, it t- took me a while for people to convince me to watch it, and like just seeing clips and stuff, I'm like, this is just not my thing. And then after I got into it, I'm like, I have just cheated myself out of so many years of enjoying this.
4: Exactly. Exactly. Eric, do you remember the game missed? Yeah. yeah. When I watched Lost the second time. I had the realization that it was very mist-like. No, I was never into Lost. Uh, My wife
6: was, but okay. I definitely see what you're talking about because I would be, you know, around when she was watching it.
4: Right, right. It's very, very mislike. like And I hope what's what season are you in, Evan?
5: Uh, I'm roughly like a third through season six, so I'm almost finished.
4: Oh, okay. So you've gone through that really. There's one season that's not very good, man. It's very crazy. It doesn't make any sense, but. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. you uh, Let me, let me know what you think at the end, the very last scene. I won't say what it is, but it's perfect. The way they ended that show. Oh, I'm so nervous things. for the ending. Oh, it's the, it's awesome. All right. Let me give out the shenanigans real quick before we get dive into Evan and his wonderful art and his uh, things that he does and his new book, by the way, we are proud members of the Mickey star Wars podcast network with podcasts like now this podcasting rogue one, blue harvest, steel wars, rebel girl, First Order Transmissions, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 2187, The Cargo Hold, and Finger with Randy and Jason. Check them out. It's a great lineup. We also have a new website, thesithlist.net. Did some tweaking to it. I don't know. Eric, did you see the tweaks that I did? I haven't had a chance, my brother. I've been at work. No problem. No problem. So we did some tweaking. So the front page is a little bit different. Me and Eric were working on it. Check that out. and You can listen to our episodes. You can go to Make a Star Wars from there. You can go to get our merch. You can catch us on Twitter at the Sithless Boo. At the Sithless Boo. Non-cheap man over here.
2: At Les is more 78. The hair.
4: At Eric Struthers. And the artist. At cellus 25 Look at him. He just, he just jumped on there. He knew what's up.
5: <laughs> Find
4: us on Instagram and Facebook, the Sith List. Email us at SithList at gmail.com. We have a hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. And finally, people, please leave some iTunes reviews They are very helpful and that's your shenanigans. All right, Evan, let's talk about you. Let's talk about what makes you tick. Let's talk Uh, about, we're going to have a little therapy session. No, I'm just kidding. So Evan, you are an amazing artist. I've seen a lot of your stuff. I went online, checked your website out. I've seen your stuff before because obviously I listened to Blue Harvest and I'm friends with mm -hmm. Mr. Haas Burkhardt, and he says glowing things about you. How did you? figure out you wanted to do what you do and just your fandom get involved and like, how does it all work?
5: So probably whenever I started like seriously drawing, I think I was like 15 years old. Um, and I wasn't very good at all. Uh, like I noticed this whenever I would think I was doing a good job and would show other people. And then I'd look at their faces and see their reactions. And I'm like, that's not good. Um, (laughs) but Typically, what I started out doing was I would draw like NFL players. I would also draw rappers or characters from movies that I love, just really anything that I wanted to recreate. Um, So I would do that for a while and eventually just got a little bit better and better. And then it wasn't probably until maybe like four or five years ago that that kind of got old to me and I kind of wanted to do more original things. I had this art teacher who had once said to me that, you know, if you want to recreate a picture that you just did, why don't you just print out the picture and, and frame that? Um, Ooh. and I thought that that was really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, makes sense. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Tim Burton as well. So he kind of pushed me to say, you know, he never would have gotten to where he was if he just recreated everything that he saw. So, um, that's sort of what, what pulled me out of my, my bubble of just replicating and starting to create my own stuff. So very cool. And then you just released the book, correct? Yeah, it's actually coming out in October. Oh, Okay. That's, um, so right, that's right. Yeah. That'll finally be the release date. So, yeah. Where can people find your artwork online? Yeah, you could actually find it on thecellusart.com. So, thecellus, same way my last name is spelled, art.com. I'm actually currently in the process of trying to revamp some of the stuff to promote uh, the book that's coming up called The Scalp Beast, and that will be releasing in October. Very, very cool. And, there's, and when I, what I noticed is you have different styles. You do a lot of grayscale mm-hmm. stuff, but then you also do kind of animated graphic design as well, correct? Yeah. yeah, um so I'm a really, really big fan of like The Simpsons and Futurama, pretty much everything Matt Groening has ever done. <laughs> um so I like to tap into that style a little bit. And okay. then I like to also tap into, like I mentioned, sort of like the this Tim Burton esque style where it's just like wherever my pencil takes me, I sort of gravitate towards like that darker direction. So um sure. it's kinda cool because doing work for Blue Harvest, which I really appreciate doing, uh Haas really likes the the animated style of it. So um, it's kind of hard for me to flex that area unless he, you know, asks me to do something or suggest something. Um, so I really like the work that I get to do with him. Oh yeah. I love the stuff.
4: That's when the first time I saw your stuff was from blue harvest and I was like, wow, it caught my eye. I was like, wow, this is amazing stuff. And then you were on, the, oh, you were you. on blue harvest and it was a great episode by the way. So I said, sure, why, why don't we have Evan on our podcast for God's sakes. So thank you for coming on and, uh, we'll dive into your fandom. So let's, let's talk a little bit about your fandom. What is some of the stuff that you're into and obviously you love this you love star wars mm-hmm. what's some other stuff uh you just mentioned that you love uh the simpsons and all that stuff and groaning and all that stuff but
5: is there any other fandoms that you're like like hardcore into Yeah. so so i'll probably have to give a little bit of context but uh i'm 25 years old um so some of the things that i'm going to say are going to be reflective of that age sure um But some of the stuff would probably be like a huge, huge Pokemon fan. Um, Obviously grew up whenever like that was the thing um, in school and everything and and the Game Boy games and all that. Um, He said I love uh, South Park and like Futurama, The Simpsons, stuff like that. There's really nothing that to me tops like Star Wars fandom as it is. It's really hard for me to find anything that even kind of compares to it, in my opinion. I agree. TV series-wise, like, I actually have never started, but I've always wanted to start Game of Thrones.
3: Say what?
5: Um, oh. Yeah, I've never done it, but uh, I'm a huge X-Files fan, actually, so okay. um, I would say that's probably the closest thing to Star Wars. that I just watch it uh, consistently. Um, obviously not too much to explore because it's, you know, just the X-Files. so <laughs> Right. Um, but, yeah, a, a big fan of, like, God of War, uh, the PlayStation video games. Mm-hmm. Um, zelda and mario and pretty much all the typical big tentpole franchises kingdom hearts things like that
4: perfect that's great yeah right right upper alley i know Les is a big pokemon guy i know boo's a big pokemon guy. well that's not a huge pokemon digimon. Guy. you're a digimon right boo you're mm, a pokemon I like digimon. Right? Ab- absolutely not
0: I,
2: yeah I, I was like you're Les a digimon else. too yeah all right yeah man those guys evolved to have guns dude Exactly, they were like actually Guns badass. and swords, dude, like an angel of death, dude. Yeah, man. yeah I, I, I'm not into
4: any of that stuff, but
2: oh, I respect it. It's the animation good. on that is amazing, like mm-hmm. the full <laughs> evolution. Oh yeah, and the one it turns to like the angel of death with like the mask and the wings, and just yes. it looks like escaflon. Ridiculous.
4: Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Right on. Well, you ready to get into some some uh, fandom? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's let's do this. Uh, the box office this week. This is coming from boxofficemojo.com. It was a big weekend for milestones as Crazy Rich Agents continued its stellar run, finishing atop the weekend box office for the third weekend in a row and topping $110 million domestically. Meanwhile, Sony's Searching delivered a strong performance and expanded release, while Paramount's Mission Impossible Fallout made a big splash in China with over 70 million just in China. And Disney and Pixar's *Incredibles 2* became only the ninth film ever to top six hundred million dollars at the domestic box office. It was a milestone type of weekend for Labor Day. *Crazy Rich Asians* ended up at twenty-eight point three million. *The Meg* still chomping away. Get it? Chomping away. Thirteen point four million. And *Mission Impossible 6* still doing his thing. Nine million fifty thousand is what I made. So thank you, BoxOfficeMojo.com, for that info. I think we are going to get into a little Star Wars. Are you ready, everyone? Absolutely. I don't, oh, yeah. Mr. Struthers, is there a ton of stuff to talk about in the world of Star Wars? No, sir. There is not. Son of a bitch. Well, let's make up some what? stuff. Oh, dude. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, I... that's very popular these days. I I see where you're going. <laughs> Can we with get this. paid to make up this stuff? I have zero tolerance for for not making up stuff. You know what I mean, Les?
2: I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean, Boo? Absolutely.
4: So we'll maybe talk about that in a, in a second. But there, is, I want to ask Evan some some questions. Evan, what was your first ex- experiences regarding Star Wars, or what is your first thing you remember about Star Wars? Was it a movie? Was it a commercial? Playing with toys, watching watching it at home on a VHS. If you still know what that is, what are your first What are your first memories?
5: Yeah, that's actually ironic you said that because my first memory that I have, like I said, is probably like 1997 or 98. Um, I was probably like five or six years old. I was sitting down in my living room and my family was upstairs eating dinner. My older brother, older sister, and parents, and my mom kept calling me to come up, but I kept refusing because I wouldn't put down the VHS tapes of Star Wars, just any one of them. But nice. the particular box set that I had, um, was the ones that had the Vader Stormtrooper, and Yoda on the covers. Oh yeah. Yeah. I still have those. Oh yeah. Those are the best. I, I wore those down to like nothing. Um, but yeah, I watched those like crazy. Um, but probably my, my favorite one having to do with Star Wars, uh, was whenever I was in sixth grade and, um, I wanted to continue to see like what Star Wars would look like, um, like past, the end, and so then I wrote like my own expanded universe comic no. book. It's awful. Oh, man, I want to see that. Dude, do you still have it? It is so bad. Yes, I do. I have a, oh, this giant thick binder. It's crazy. Oh, I'd love to see that too. That, that would be cool. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's essentially, Tyon Medin, you remember him from Utapau? Tyon he, he was at the. He was the one that Obi-Wan came to whenever he first arrived and said that uh, General Grievous was there with the droids. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, in, in prequels, for yeah. some reason I I loved him. So I made him like one of the main villains of the <laughs> the first one. It was all over the place. Oh, that's right. So. but that's cool.
4: They, like you can pass yeah, that along to your like your kids or so, uh, somebody that you really care about that they I'm, I'm sure they're going to love it. And I would love to see it one day. That'd be really yeah, cool. definitely. That'd be, That'd be really a cool. good laugh. Yeah. What was the what what movie is your favorite artistically being an artist? Not like storyline, acting, just artistically, Mm -hmm. which one is your favorite visually?
5: Um, I, would probably have to say revenge of the Sith. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I know I'm, I'm not a huge fan of like a lot of the CGI. Um, but I think if we're talking about the prequels, that's the one that should get the least criticism with the CGI. So, um, i like a lot of the things that they do with like the parallels between, um, Padme and Anakin. Of course we have like the obvious moment at the end, whenever, you know they're both essentially being carried to their own "quote unquote" funerals. Yeah. Um, I think one of the my favorite all time Star Wars scenes that I, I feel like a lot of people don't really talk about is whenever Anakin is sitting in the uh, empty Jedi Council chamber and Padme is at their home and obviously both on Coruscant, and it's sort of like uh, a juxtaposition between the two of them and just yeah. the tear rolling down his cheek and that John Williams score behind it. Oof. It's just beautiful. It is beautiful. Um, But yeah, I I think it's definitely that film. I I just love like obviously the visuals are are very consistent. I think that's whenever Lucas really, really hit his stride with what he was doing with the prequels Um, and nothing against like the newer, the newer sequel trilogy, just because I love those films and love the way that they look. Um, But I think it's hard for me to like rip out like what the story really meant of episode three to me. So I'm I'm a little bit biased in that sense because I just love everything about it. So is episode three your favorite? Yeah, I think I think The Empire Strikes Back is the best, but for my personal favorite, it's Revenge of the Sith. Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
4: oh, I get that. Yeah. I get that. But like I Definitely. said before, the, the the prequels have some amazing, beautiful shots. We mm-hmm. were, Actually, this funny thing is when we were in Mexico this last weekend, in, in Mexico they have the entire trilogy on Netflix. All, All of, it. of it. Every single film yes. that's out on digital except for solo. Is yes. out on Netflix in Mexico. So we got to watch a bunch of stuff. So we were just, we're having a good time drinking a awesome. of Star Wars and eating tacos and then getting the shits. Well, you <laughs> Yeah, it. you did. Yeah. yeah, I did. Great answers, man. <laughs> Great answers. Thanks, so I'm going to scratch those off of the uh, flash round for you, buddy. Oh, no problem. Eric, anything on this Black Park? I know I've been out of the loop because I've been kind of out of the country here. I know there's some amazing pictures that are, boy, Jason Ward. Editor-in-chief of MakingStarWars.net has put out there some great shots of the guys that are they're in a place called the Black Park, I think it is. Yeah, it's Black Park. It's one of
6: the things I'm pretty sure that I heard Jason himself say that in The Force Awakens during the scenes where Rey has fled Maz's castle and uh, Kylo Ren catches up with her in the woods. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, she's like walking through like that naturally occurring channel with the of the ground and the trees that's in that park so that it gives you an idea of kind of what the terrain looks like. Jason's showing that there's been a couple of different locations in there that they've seen. One was the 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 Millennium Falcon being built. In a part of it, and uh, it's like been jungle like, but nobody knows for sure, you know what planet or location it's supposed to be. Are you sure nobody knows for sure? Well somebody
4: knows for sure, but none of us know for sure. Are you sure that like somebody on the internet on YouTube doesn't know for sure? Oh. Uh, okay, look. These jokes are
6: hilarious, but um it's there's a pretty strong chance that <laughs> let me how do I phrase this right? There's a zero percent chance <laughs> that people aren't gonna get sick of it.
4: Ha <laughs> ha I get it, Eric. Yours just said zero. <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh, that sounded totally realistic oh, yeah. too.
4: yeah I get it, Eric. Uh, let's dive into this just real quick. We're not going to spend more than a couple minutes on it. We talked a little bit about this last week. And What uh, drives me crazy is people on Twitter are coming out and saying, well, you're not supposed to have that stuff either, and that's property of Lucasfilm. The person that leaked it is leaking it specifically to a person that they trust, and that person is not Mike Zero. So you cannot... Do things like that. It just doesn't jive. And if you want to read a great article, go on to makingsarwars.net and listen, read Jason Ward's article. You'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. In case people are
6: wondering, what's the deal with this? So just real quick, I'll give you a spin down. Oh, yeah, if you please. don't know who Mike Zero is, he's a YouTuber who uh, he's got quite a few subscribers, does pretty well financially, I would bet, from it. Yeah. Making these, these uh, well, it's supposed to be like a spoiler slash rumor news site. Uh, Quite frankly, most of it's kind of out there and he's been accused of uh, honestly not having any sources and just making up crazy stuff that it's more of a uh, what's a speculation, that sort of thing, as opposed to actual rumor rumor site. Okay. in the in the meanwhile, Jason got a hold of the guy because he had actually taken some video off of making Star reposted it like it was his own, and it started a whole thing. Jason tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. Look, I just need you to mark me as a source. He finally begrudgingly did after he got some uh, copyright strikes against him on his YouTube channel. Well, long story short, somebody asked Ryan Johnson, is it true that you've been fired? Is Or is your trilogy by Lucasfilm, or is your trilogy still happening? He's like, no, it's still happening. It's like, oh, well, Mike Zero said this and this, and he (laughs) made this comment that is this because of Mike Zero and just a huge long string of ha, 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 ha. He says that they had somebody whose job it was in the production to keep an eye on rumors while they were filming and said that they used the term zero when you screwed something up, like, (laughs) oh, you try to throw something in the trash, you know, like a basketball. And it, and it falls out of your hand before you even throw it. It's like, oh, you zeroed it. And yeah. he he mentioned that. And then it was on. Everybody suddenly is rushing to the aid of Mike Zero. And yeah. w- surprisingly enough, man, one of the deals that people say, you know, they expect Ryan Johnson to just take this abuse and take this abuse, and he's just cracking, cracking wise. And suddenly, Mike Zero is everybody's best friend. So. I I mean, I get it. And Ryan even said that he realized he felt like it was mean and went ahead and deleted the tweet. He regretted
3: it, he said. Yeah,
6: yeah. yeah." And not because of the backlash, but because he thought, you know, that's kind of crappy of me. And and that was that. But it just like won't go away. Here's the deal, man. Zero is not that dude's last name. Okay, so it's not like he he they shamed his family by making fun of his last name. (laughs) It's nothing like that. It 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 is what it is. But it, one interesting thing that I saw was somebody was super pissed that Ryan Johnson would publicly mock someone who was obviously mentally ill, and they were serious as can be. Oh yeah, oh, my god. Oh yeah. That I, I read that. that. Look, Mike Zero is plainly mentally ill, and you, to make fun of him is terrible. And it's like, wow, man, I gotta. I gotta admit, I did not see that angle coming, <laughs> but there it is, man. Uh, you it. know, it's it's a bummer that that things had to be this way. But it, I have never been a fan of Mike Zero. Like even even before, I wouldn't have had the wherewithal to know better. But he brought a lot. He brought this on himself, and it's sometimes, man, you reap what you sow,
5: and it's it's unpleasant when that reality sets in. But just with all that harassment and stuff going on, like with Kelly Marie Tran and just all the stuff with Ryan Johnson, um, I was really hoping that somebody like Mike Zero would finally draw a line in the sand and be like, "Okay, like, like this shit's got to stop. Like, I am am better than this and I won't stoop this low. And I don't know if he's like touched on it or or publicized that. But the fact that he, he sort of had a defining moment to be better than what we were constantly seeing and and failed sort of to me cements that that's just how he's always going to be not that that's okay but i think that that's where i kind of like lost hope that he could be a better like contributor to the fandom you know right right right
6: well, and one thing i can say man just without turning this into we love jason ward party the guy <laughs> gets it gets a lot more a lot more news than he ever lets out because he wants to make sure it's legit Before he puts it out there, he genuinely means a lot to him to not just he wants to provide fans with news that's interesting to them. That's also
4: real news. And not only that, I I know for a fact that he has he has gotten news that he doesn't think is right to put out. And he just holds on to it because he doesn't want to leak it for Lucasfilm or for the people that are involved. Having a moral compass actually is something that more people should have in fandom. So mm-hmm. um, we'll we'll leave it at that. How's that? <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And uh, I think that's about it with the Star Wars front, right? Eric, is there anything else?
6: No, man. I've got nothing. If there is, it's shame on me for not seeing it. But.
5: I saw one other thing on Twitter um, that mentioned that uh, Last Jedi is the best-selling Blu-ray of 2018. Did you guys hear no about way. that? is yeah, it really? I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, apparently over 3 million units in the United States. And then second place was Black Panther with like 2.6 million units. So that's a pretty big jump. Wow, that is huge for a movie that half the people didn't like. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was just a fun little tidbit to add since we were talking about like the Ryan Johnson hate and stuff like that.
4: Right, exactly. Uh, Nice little segue here though because Ryan Johnson has a new project. And it's obviously – he's going to be doing the new trilogy but he has something in between. This is coming out of movieweb.com. Daniel Craig has teamed up with Ryan Johnson for a new murder mystery titled Knives Out. The project came out of nowhere and will be financed via a new production company that Johnson has formed with his longtime producing partner, Ram Bergman. The project will be hitting the market in search of a distributor at the Toronto International Film Festival this week, and it's expected to be a very competitive auction. So, Mr. Johnson is going to be working with Daniel Craig. Interesting that Daniel Craig was also in uh, Force Awakens, correct? Yes. It all comes full he circle. It all comes full circle. <laughs> Maybe Daniel Craig will team up with him for the next trilogy. Who knows? Ryan Johnson's the director of uh, Bond 25. <laughs> no. No, I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I you. thought you were serious. No. I was like, no, how I did I miss you. that shit? <laughs> that
2: would have been a little bit Probably bigger news than this one. I have, I have, he's breaking have, it here on the Sith list, Joe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> You should go and. uh, I'm not going to make that joke. I'm not going to make that joke. Let's move on. Let's move on. Move along. Well, so this puts us into the random Shamil section of the podcast. And have you guys heard of the game and the book, The Witcher? Yep. You have? Yes. Mm -hmm. Both of you. Oh, and you. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is the first that I've heard of it. Okay. So we have a Netflix series coming that is based on The Witcher. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty cool. Forbes.com. I think on Monday, had an article about how Harry Cavill, Superman himself, is heading back to TV for the first time since the Tudors, which I used to watch all the time, to play Geralt in the upcoming adaptation of Andres Sapkowski's original books, which has famously been converted into video game for the CD Project Red series. So this is what it is. Based on the best-selling fantasy series, The Witcher is an epic tale of fate and family, Geralt of Rivia. A solitary monster hunter struggles to find his place in a world where people often prove more wicked than the beasts. But when destiny hurdles him towards a powerful sorceress and a young princess with a dangerous secret, the three must learn to navigate an increasingly volatile continent together. So Evan, you play the video game or you read the books?
5: Uh, I watched people play it on online so I probably wouldn't be the best person to ask for like the lore of it all. Okay. But I'm just familiar with it.
2: Okay, you are. Okay, great. Uh you it's too? It's about the same for me too. Uh I have wanted to play The Witcher uh but I just stayed away from is it. Is this like a PC game or what? what it's for it? all all consoles. Yeah. Uh, oh, PC, it is. PC, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Xbox have, and PS4. Any idea? Uh, I think, uh, no, no, I'm,
0: um, I'm as I'm the same as the, the I think it's gentlemen. in the vein
2: of I know because it was based based on a novel, but I would say it just might be a little more like God of War, uh, Final Fantasy kind of. There's quest lines, and then there's the main storyline. Obviously, um, right, right, right. I just hope yeah. this can translate. Maybe this would be a better way and set a different bar for video games to be adapted. Absolutely, okay. that's what I was thinking. But maybe yeah, we've the about fact of the matter would be that they're going to go ahead and, uh, what is it? Possibly it, it's known popularly as a game, but mm-hmm. they have a novel. It's, it's a series of novels. So that may make it a lot easier than taking Resident Evil or Street Fighter, mm-hmm. you know, and making a, or Mortal Kombat and saying, okay, we're going to. Yeah. This came from a and novel and a novelization of books. Yeah. Book. So, yeah, it's, you know, they can always, there's so much more source material to, you know, flesh this out and, and, and it's Netflix. Let's let's see. Well, here's the cool thing. Here's, the, here's the
4: cool thing. Lauren Schmidt Hirsch, who is the showrunner for this thing, was also the showrunner for one of my favorite shows of all time. That's West Wing. Yeah. Also, Marvel's Daredevil. Mm. So that's oh awesome. Yeah, and then the director Alec Sakha- Sakharov has directed multiple episodes of Game of Thrones, Black Sails, House of Cards, and he will and uh, will be directing producing The Witcher. For the first season's episodes,
5: what I also think is pretty cool is this is like a passion project for Henry Cavill. Um, I had read that apparently he's like this huge video game nerd, and he actually made like a little bit of his he made his like own push to be, uh, Geralt because he loves the Witcher games. Um, Wow, yeah, because. Yeah. And apparently that got enough steam online. So I think it's really, really cool that somebody who is him is just like actually wants to be him. And he probably already has like a ton of lore just by playing the game. So I think that's really neat. Yeah, that's amazing. And I know that they did some fan art and that really pushed it as well. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: And in that, yeah, you know what, there's some uh, passion projects that, you know, you you start putting things together and you look at it and you go, okay, this could work. And then there's some where you go, no, nah, no, no, don't, don't, you know, Gambit. Sorry, Mr. Tatum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No to that. But yeah, if <laughs> Cavill plays the game, probably has read the books, if he's like totally into this, then yeah, it, I see nothing. I mean, look what Ryan Reynolds has done with Deadpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. That's true. Good point. That is a great point, Les. Wow. Not that you don't make good points. I'm just saying.
2: That's a good point. <laughs> no, that's there, in there, man. <laughs> you do.
4: <laughs> All right. I've talked about this uh, multiple times throughout our podcasting history where I believe that True Detective Season 1 is one of the greatest television series that, are, that ever was. And then Season 2 came out, and it was garbage, and it just pissed on Season 1 pretty much. It had nothing to do with Season 1. It just it was a disgrace. It wasn't good at all. This one, Season 3, the trailer's out, and Herschel Ali is the star of this thing, and it looks pretty damn good. But we'll see how it is. But we have the trailer here, so we are going to play it, and we're going to talk about it real quick.
1: Before you ever knew me, I wasn't scared much. I wasn't a fearful man. Things I've seen, things I know, wouldn't do anything but cause harm. My whole brain's a bunch of missing pieces. Did
3: you think you could just go on and never once have to look?
1: There's no certainty. This case is more haunting than anything. I
4: want to know the whole story. So there you have True Detective Season 3. Looks very creepy. It looks very ransomish ish kidnapping. Uh, Mahershala Ali looks great. He's a great actor. And um I'm very excited about this. Uh, so, Evan, you didn't see Season 1, correct? No, I haven't. It's on my backlog of TV shows to check, check out. Definitely check this one out. I'm telling you, it's great. Booze still hasn't seen Season 1. Oh, no, I've seen oh, it. Oh, you've seen it? Yeah. You liked it? Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yes. Les, I know, loved it. Yes. Mr. Shruthers, I don't think you've seen it. No, sir. Yeah. It is It is fantastic, the first season. I'm hoping, praying, that this one is just as good as the first. And I'm hoping that the next one, they bring back McConaughey and Woody Harrelson and round it off and just finish it off and just, that's it. You know what I mean? We don't need to keep going with this. Let's, just, let's get them back after this and just be done with it. By the way, also, another show that we talked about a little bit, Ozark. Season 2 mm-hmm. is out. And I uh, haven't heard how it is, but if it was anything like the first season, then we're in for a great series. So check out the uh, preview for True Detective Season 3 and let us know what you think. Also, before I get into Mr. Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek update, speaking of television shows and series, I watched the first five episodes of Jack Ryan on Amazon Prime
3: what exactly does a uh, state department supply chain logistician
5: do they work behind the desk they write reports
3: that sounds one dr
1: ryan i need you to come with me what we have to
3: go
2: maybe i'm fool so maybe I'm blind. What have you got? The individual behind these transactions could be a high-level target. His name is Suleiman. How come you're the only one that knows about this mystery,
1: man? I was just following the money, sir. They have cells in France, Yemen, Syria, and those are just the ones we know about. There's something different about his agenda.
4: I'd like to set up a task force. Whatever he's planning, he's ready now.
2: I can't go to Yemen. I'm an analyst. I don't interrogate people. I write reports. Get on the plane, All right.
1: We have to
3: chase this down. My son,
5: get him back. Promise me. I promise you, I am the best chance you have.
2: I'm just a man. I do what I can. Don't put the blame on me.
4: With uh, John Kuzinski, I think it's the first time I said it. Is his name Krasinski. Name? Yes. It's yes, first time yeah. on this podcast. It's Jim. Oh. Jim, Jim, <laughs> Jim Halpert. It's definitely Jim not Halpert. Jim Halpert. He definitely, <laughs> let me tell you, he definitely doesn't look like Jim Halpert anymore. No. He is ripped and he is a badass Jack Ryan. He fits the part perfectly. The show's a little bit predictable, but if you like the show 24 and you like that kind of stuff, you're going to really love this show. Um, uh, there's only eight episodes in the first season, I believe the acting is great. The writing's been really good, and uh, it kind of gives you the perspective of both sides of uh, the uh, the CIA, the intelligence, and terrorists, and what they're doing, and why they're doing it, and how the CIA is trying to kind of stop them. And Jack Ryan's an, an uh, a uh, doctor of economy, and he's a, he's an analysis like he is in all the films. Yeah, and, and they have other, tropes from the yes. other movies. Yeah. and the characters from the other movies from the I, know, I think there's been five of them, four or five of there's them. There's six, I think. Six of them now. Yeah. So it it was really good. Check it out and let me know also what you think. Send us an email. Um, if you have Amazon Prime, you can just watch it for free. If you don't, then you can pay for it. All right. What do you guys, by the way, what do you guys think of the Jack Ryan films? You guys watch the Jack Ryan films?
2: Mm-hmm. I, I've watched all of them. I, I, I've, I've seen them all too. I've yeah. even
4: seen the Chris Pine one. I,
2: uh maybe not the Ben Affleck one, but other than that. Oh Ben Affleck. You didn't see oh, what was it called? Some of All Fears. Some of All Affleck. Fears. Yeah. Some
4: of
0: All Fears
5: fantastic.
2: Oh, it was good? I didn't yeah. see it. And then, it. Evan it's... and
4: Eric, you watch these things?
5: No. I haven't seen them, uh uh-uh. uh.
4: Okay. Like Clear and Present Danger with Harrison Ford, so Harrison Ford Patriot did three Games. Of you them. haven't seen any of those, huh? Right? Okay, he he, he did, did two or three of oh, okay. them. He did two, yeah. And and Alec Baldwin was good. one. Yeah. Well, Hunt for Red October is one of them. Yes, yes. Alec Baldwin is Jack Ryan. Yep. Uh, that's a very good. One. Uh,
2: that's a good one. Oh, okay. Yeah, then I yeah. Okay. Yeah. Alec Baldwin, uh Ben Affleck is young Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. And then uh Chris Pine. Is he even a younger Jack Ryan? Shadow Recruit. Yes. Yeah.
4: That
0: one's that one's very good too. It's a little the one one was,
4: more I, I like them all. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Mr. Quentin Tarantino and some Star Trek update. There's not much, but Carl Urban, who plays Dr. Leonard Bones McGoy, confirmed as much as what he knows about the Tarantino wild idea. So this is what he said about how this even started. Quentin Tarantino went into J.J. Abrams' offices and pitched him an idea for a Star Trek movie. I know a little bit about what that is, and it's bananas. So they're writing that as well. And When he means as well, they're also writing the sequel to the next Star Trek film um, in the franchise. He's currently making a film with Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So it's going to be about a year away from finishing that. So it would be really rad to get to make a film with him. That would be a dream come true. Whether you like his films or not, he is a good filmmaker and he makes interesting stuff. So to me, that is when you get the best results. So it looks like if he's going to use this same cast, it looks like this might be a sequel to the next Star Trek movie coming out. That's crazy. So Tarantino is writing, for sure, a Star Trek film.
1: Introducing the ninth film by Quentin Tarantino. What were your orders, Kirk? The start a war, you've succeeded. They meant to bring peace to the galaxy. This will be your final battlefield. They brought their pieces instead. It's a galaxy of green blood, green women, Nazis. Tell me your orders. You were sent here to kill our Fira. Confess? (sighs) What in blazes is this? Captain Kirk, the captain's log isn't the only wood he's packing. Captain. Mr. Spock, half Vulcan, half human, full killing machine bones this doctor is the real mccoy uhura sending out vibes on all frequencies sulu deadly at the helm even deadlier with a blade check off one badass mother russian and scotty he'll give you all he's got i didn't say the enterprise should be hauling garbage it should be hauled away as garbage Set your faces to thrill. Keep your
3: f***ing hands off me.
1: In this final frontier, their prime directive... Fire! ...is to kill... <laughs> Quentin Tarantino's Star Trek Voyage to Vengeance. You're out of your f***ing minds, Spock. Coming soon to a drive-in near you.
5: I think this is really cool, and it's mainly because... Tarantino always talks about how he has like a certain number of films left before he retires. Right. Like he keeps reiterating, like, you know, once I get to this, I'm, I'm out. Um, and I don't think I would have ever bet my life on the fact that Star Trek would have been one of those films, um, which tells me that this is probably a passion project for him. Mm-hmm. And seeing seeing what Quentin Tarantino does with sci fi is just insanely exciting.
4: Yeah, that's going to be crazy. And I know he was really pissed off at Lucasfilm for screwing him on the when Django Unchained, or I think it was Hateful Eight was coming out. They pretty much bogarted and monopolized every movie theater out there. And Tarantino wanted to use that 70 millimeter on the certain specific movie theaters in Hollywood to yes. show his films. Uh, Disney would not budge and not let him have those theaters. And he made it publicly known that he was very pissed off at, about, Lucas, mm-hmm. about Lucasfilm. So I wonder if this is like a little jab at them too. Like, hey, I'm going to do a sci-fi film and I'm going to do a Star Trek film, not a Star Wars <laughs> film. I'm sure he's not that petty, but... Um, I know he was a Star Trek television show fan um when he was younger. He loved the way they filmed it, the colors and everything, and the way everything came together. I can't wait for this. If this is going to happen, this should be his last film, and he should be just done with it.
2: Huh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, For him to... Actually, you know what? I think he is that petty. Yeah, I was about to say. I you... think he may be just that... I won't say <laughs> petty, but that vindictive. Mm-hmm. To be like, you know what? How about this? And just... Go fuck yourself. Drop a bomb and be like, this is what I can do. And for, yeah, you know what? I agree with Evan. Uh, a, a foray into the science fiction, into like, you know, actual CG and, you know, being able to have big budget and all that stuff is going to be pretty cool.
4: Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Struthers. what do you think about this? I I think we talked about this a little bit, but this l- seems like this is really going to happen now.
6: Well, if it does, that's neat, I suppose. My thing is, is he, I like Tarantino for this, and I like Star Trek for this over here. And <laughs> yeah. if the two, if the two can mesh up, then so be it,
4: man. But you know, this is kind get, of like I don't know if they it, can. This is kind of like Scorsese taking on the Joker, really. You know, it, mm. it's 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 not not in the same vein, but it's two separate entities. People you wouldn't expect to dabble into
0: these genres or yeah. these franchises, yeah. And they're dipping their toes. And you're like,
4: okay, well, because right. like like Scorsese has done uh, obviously he's a master of the gangster films but he's done period pieces he's done kids mm-hmm. movies he's i think i don't know if he's done animation yet but but this is something like he probably looked at and said hey this is a big challenge for me i'm gonna do a film about a character that everybody loves that pretty much nobody wants me to make this fucking film star trek fans are you laughing <laughs> star trek fans are probably saying are you fucking kidding me you're gonna give me quentin tarantino I think it's going to be interesting. And when they push you know, the envelope a little bit, sometimes good things happen. So we'll, we'll definitely see what happens here. Let's get into the comic book slash TV movies schmiels. And just right before I left to work today, I saw that we got a first look for Captain Marvel. And I want to get your guys' reaction. I know everybody was tripping out for a while. That suit doesn't look right. This looks horrible, blah, blah, blah. But today, when I looked at it, it looked pretty fucking cool. So our comic book guru, Mr. Les Gonzalez, what do you say about <laughs> Captain Marvel's first <laughs> look?
2: Wow, that's sounded confident, Eric. Thanks <laughs> thanks for supporting. No, just...
4: <laughs> I was
2: laughing at the, the last name Gonzalez. pronunciation. Oh. That's how my boss actually pronounces my last name. It's hilarious. He always does it that way. You're a douche my,
6: boss, my boss pronounces my last name weird, too. Oh, it's hilarious, yeah. He calls me ass face all the time. i like, it's <laughs>
4: brothers.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Oh.
4: Man, we have, the, we, we have wow. the same last name, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, uh, yes. you so back need, to Captain Marvel. You guys
0: need new jobs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know, man. We're just, yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um. Actually, you know what? Uh, First of all, for people to be upset at the first ever leaked photos, they were on-set photos. Yes. Mm -hmm. So for them to say, oh, this doesn't look right, she doesn't look good in it, they were on-set photos. She was probably at the craft services table looking at all the food she couldn't eat. Well, and sometimes they
4: do that on purpose because in post-production, they change the color. and that's Hence what you saw from Shazam.
2: Who looked bright red on the yes. offset
4: photos, but then on camera it looked perfect.
2: Yes, and in what we get on Entertain- the cover of Entertainment Weekly and some of the photos and first looks, of course, it's starting to shape up as a production and finished product. So, of course, she looks great. Uh, I personally want the short haired Captain Marvel oh, that we have. Never now. happy with anything, are you? No, I, I don't. I'm not upset at it, but it looks great. Uh, I just can't wait. For this to you know, what I really like is how this has been just cruising along. hmm Like literally no bad press other than, you know, people it's true, really. balking at some stuff. Quiet. Uh they leak a few things, you know, the Jude Law appearance. Uh they leaked another big one as far as the bad guys go. Um, the scrolls are a major, major part of Marvel uh comic book universe and and our Star Wars friend, Mr. Yes, Mr. Mendelssohn?
4: Mr. Mendo, Mendo is going to be the villain. No mm-hmm. cape though. Uh, well, we no, know no you. cloak or
2: cape. Trench coat.
0: No, you never know. Well, we'll see.
2: Yeah, they are. They are. And we we get a look at the scrolls, which, like I said, are a major, major part of it. And uh, I I mean, this needs to be the Wonder Woman to for for Marvel. This needs yeah. to rival mm-hmm. uh, DC's Wonder Woman and. I, like I said, so far, everything is moving right along, moving smoothly. Uh, no real hiccups, no real issues. And that could either be really good or we can get something really bad, but I don't think we're going to get anything really bad out of this.
4: I think the future is female.
2: Oh, I'm okay with that.
4: Yeah, I am too. Mm-hmm. That's going to be great. Evan, did you, uh, were you into comic books? Yeah,
5: yeah. actually, I actually read a lot of, uh, Ms. Marvel. Um, back in, like, 2007. Um, I actually loved uh, pretty much that the whole 2007 run that they did. So whenever they finally announced that they were going to do the Captain Marvel, that's I was just stoked that they were going to add her to the lineup. I kind of wish that they did it a little bit sooner, um, but I'm not complaining. Uh, the fact that they did it at all is pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, really excited. I think Brie Larson looks awesome. Uh, I'm, I'm also excited to see, like, after now that we have seen how Infinity War has played out, How they're going to portray this character as being powerful enough that we think that she stands a chance against what we saw Thanos do. Right. Um, Which it will be really, really challenging, even no matter what the superhero was. It has nothing to do with the fact that she's female. I just think any superhero would have a hard time looking like they're a challenge for them when you saw what he did to everybody. Right. but I'm I'm so excited to see her on screen, and I'm so excited to see Nick Fury back as well because he seems like he's been gone for a while.
4: Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna talk about him in just a second. But before that, though, Boo, do you think we're gonna get a chance to see Thanos at all? Just a little bit on a cutscene or something? No, 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 not at all. But but going back to uh, going back to what Evan said,
0: um, it's gonna be great to get some hope back. <laughs> because we, uh, Thanos is on everyone's mind. So I don't think we'll need to see him particularly or or him having to uh, realize who Captain Marvel is kind of thing. So I I think he's already going to be in people's minds. So I think that's why they're going to show how powerful she is. How give people hope and be like, all right, they have a chance. Okay. They gotcha. have a chance. So I, I don't think he'll be shown because everybody, everybody would already be
2: thinking about him and being like, oh, shit, they got a shot. That's a good point. You're right, because Infinity War hit and knocked everybody's wind out of their <sighs> just diaphragms deflated. Don't fucking feel uh that. And then Ant Man comes yeah. along, and everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh, this is fun!" And then you know, the post credit scenes, you're like, "Holy cow!" Still, mm-hmm. and now you have we have nothing right now. <laughs> like, yeah, there's right. nothing right now, and just pain. Yes, you're right, Carlos. Captain America, uh, Captain America, Captain Marvel definitely will give everybody like, okay. You know, and after it, it's going to be a like jumping going step, kick yeah. Thanos ass. Oh, this is going to be great! Oh, the anticipation level is going to be through the roof. And to pair her with Thor, who actually yeah. did stand a chance against Thanos, and always will. Imagine if they had a baby—a a pirate and an angel. Pirate <laughs> and an angel, <laughs> <laughs> and a baby. We want hell of an outfit. Uh, but yeah, to pair her with Thor and just have them just go for it is.
4: What do you yeah. mean by go for it?
2: Beating that purple guy's ass. Oh, oh, I
4: thought you meant having grimace. a baby.
2: grimace. Yeah.
5: Grimace. Yeah. yeah. Scrotum chin. chin's ass. Yeah. Nutsack of a ch- I, I wonder, based on the way that this movie will shake out, if, like, whenever I go to either rewatch the Marvel movies or watch it with somebody who's never watched them before, if I might actually put Captain Marvel before the first Avengers so that whenever they see that post credit scene, like, it actually has some meaning to them. You know what I mean? Like,. Get a mache- like, are we going to get a machete version of the MCU? I, I, think, I think that could work for that because you know, you're know you seeing her movie and then you see the Avengers and you're like, where is she at? And then you sort of like think she's going to come in at the last minute and she doesn't. You get the wind knocked out of you and then whenever you see that pager at the end, you're like, oh, it's happening. And then you jump right into the second one. That'd be really cool. Ooh. I mean, of course, depending on how it all plays out, but that'd be neat.
4: That's, that's a great point.
5: Wow. Yeah. yeah.
4: You just blew my mind. Eric, did you get a chance to see Miss B. Larson? I did, man.
6: the The pictures from this look great, and her hair looks fantastic. I'm thank, just gonna say it. Thank
4: I was, you. I was gonna say I it, mean, it, it. it rivals your own. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty. Sure locks. Her hair.
6: Her hair is better than mine. That's that's uh, that's, that's up for debate. That's a big, she has a
2: team working on it, and you have you, which looks
6: that is
4: exactly accurate. <laughs> Evan was talking about Nick Fury, and we're going to talk a little bit about Nick Fury because it seems like not only are we presumably getting the one-eyed badass in Captain Marvel film, and we're probably going to see him also in the Avengers 4 film, but apparently we're also going to see him in the upcoming Spider-Man Homecoming sequel, Far From Home. Samuel L. Jackson put out a tweet with his goatee on a table and some other stuff that he wears, his uh, his patch and stuff, and that was on set for the next Spider-Man movie. So here's the question I have. Is this Spider-Man movie set after the offense of Avengers or before it? Because th- this is pretty much telling us that he comes back. <laughs> mm-hmm. So does anybody know? I haven't heard where, where the timeline fits here.
2: Well, it, w- it would have to. It it would have wouldn't to be it be make before, sense? It would have to be before event, uh, Infinity War. Right. So you would have to say because by then, if you notice in what? Infinity War, yeah, Spider uh, Pete Parker is a pro. Like he's already a pro at like, hey, he gets an ed to create the diversion. Sure, he's pretty big at yeah, carrying yeah. his suit with him. This whole, you know, he ke- takes the suit with him. So he's been Spider manning for a while. So after Homecoming, so it'd be safe. So what
4: what you're saying is we're gonna get Avengers. I don't know. I don't know the timeline on the release dates here. Maybe our crack team. Les Gonzalala's last. Maybe he can check it out. When is Avengers four coming out? And when is the next Spider Man film coming out? Because if you're telling me that they're gonna do Avengers Four and then go back and do a prequel running up mm-hmm. to the Avengers three, that doesn't make any sense I, to me. I, I think, think I think the order
5: is I think the order is uh, Captain Marvel in March, Infinity okay. War two in May, and then I think Uh, Spider-Man is the third film. I'm not sure where it's placed month-wise after that. July, Um, I believe. It's July? I believe it's July.
4: So it's a little confusing because if that's the case, and that should be the case, Evan, that's how I would think that they would would have thought it out. So this is telling us that pretty much Nick Fury survives. No, no. No.
0: Nick Nick Fury got dusted at the end of Infinity War. Exactly. But what this Spider-Man Homecoming is before Infinity War happens.
4: Okay. But what I'm saying is, it, it, so we're going to, so we're going to do a complete rewind before Infinity Wars three. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, no, not a complete
0: rewind, but this
4: Spider-Man's, uh, this Spider-Man story is going to be way before we see him on the bus getting his Spidey. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Before, before you see Thanos' invasion. It's not. Because we know it. the end game of that. It's all out of order. It's like a machete order, like what Evan's well, saying, but it doesn't make sense.
0: I know, but we're getting Captain
4: Marvel, who said set in the 90s. Yeah,
2: completely out of out of there, too. Yeah, but so, Captain
4: Marvel, we don't know anything about, allegedly. We don't know anything about her. So we're seeing her and Nick Fury become Nick Fury.
2: No, Nick Fury is Nick Fury. Yeah, but he's Nick not Fury has always been the Nick Fury, Fury that no, we No, he's know. not one-eyed Nick Fury. He's already Nick Fury, super spy, badass. Not, this is not, not Nick Fury, head of Fury. S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Okay. So you're gonna get a different Nick Fury who's on his way to being head of Shield. What this is gonna imply also for Homecoming, I mean, Far From Home, is then Nick Fury under is Spider Man's on Nick Fury's radar after being introduced to possibly be another Avenger and Homecoming and walking okay. away from that. Right. He's been Spider Manning up until Infinity War. So okay. Far From Home would be able to fit in there. All right. You, even, though you ledge, you even though the movie is going to potentially, even though the movie going to come out after, yeah, Infinity but we're going War, backwards. It's not really going to be a direct line. Gotcha. Thank you. Because <laughs> all kinds of stuff is happening. Defenders are happening at that time. All kinds You're of stuff. That that they could possibly allude to and bring in and put around and all that
5: other stuff. So okay. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool, though, that, that Nick Fury is going to be in it. I think that this sort of confirms, even if it's like before, after, whatever it is, of the events of Avengers, that it's sort of going to be the handover if Tony Stark doesn't make it out alive, that spider Man's going to sort of be like a core member of the new Avengers. And to prove that, you sort of have like the Nick Fury buy in, you know, because Happy Hogan is, is he's funny and he's awesome as a character. And
4: he's going to be, be in it as well, by the way. That just came out today.
5: yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I think he's an awesome character for that. But I think Nick Fury is really the one who rounds them up. So now that he finally has like some buy in from Fury, it's really going to cement like this is probably Iron Man's replacement in the new Avengers.
4: And that and that Evan is exactly what my head is saying that this should be after the events of Avengers Four. To this could be the passing of the baton to Spider-Man mm-hmm. to take over the Avengers.
2: Okay, well, that's since what you I'm, put it am that saying. then you say so. The, Infinity War, Avengers 4 happens, everything goes back to normal. Quotes. As much as it can, people as are going to die. As much as it can be. And now we have Peter Parker far from home.
4: And it's okay if Samuel L. survives. I'm just saying that this leaked footage, if that's the case, this leaked footage, I know not leaked footage, just picture. Right. Pretty much tells us he does. Okay, so if that means- If that's the case, so well, we don't
2: know. I mean, if that's the case, it can be after. Okay. Then it can be, yes, for right. sure. Okay. I mean, it can be either before or after. All right. Ultimately. It has to be before because
0: Tony Stark's going to be in Far From Home and they can't, they can't, what is oh, it called, see. say that he's alive after or they mm-hmm. make this after right. Far From Home if we haven't seen Avengers 4 uh, and his life is still up in the air. Well, he's alive after Infinity War, but he could die in Avengers 4. So he's going to be in Far From Home. So this has to be before because he could still die in Avengers Four, and if he's if if you in your head cannon, Spider-Man takes the the Iron Man you know lead role of the Avengers and all that. We can't know that Tony Stark is still alive. But so here, okay. Has okay. To, this I'm has to be, this a even means can't
4: even be. I'm gonna make standing this even around, more confusing. I'm gonna make this even more confusing, and we'll end it with this. Okay, <laughs> okay? Oh, God. so you're gonna tell me that you're gonna kill off Tony Stark in Avengers Four Possibly. if that happens, and then we're gonna see him again in a prequel film for Spider-Man.
2: Okay, first uh, of that's all, stop happening. throwing the word prequel around. That's what
4: it is. It's going to be a prequel. If you guys are saying it that way, it's a prequel storyline to Avengers.
2: No, it's a tie
0: in. Dude, no, 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 listen. listen. He, but the, but the pillars to the MCU, the four pillars, we have three of them now are mm-hmm. the uh, Avengers movies. Yes. And everything else, everything else is placed in between those. Right. And
4: it adds to the lore. I get and it. And the epicness of I, I totally of those. understand that. So wherever they're placed. Even, even Ant-Man was like that.
0: Absolutely. Right. Wherever they're placed, it matters, but not that much, to be honest. As long as, as long as it doesn't contradict or give too much information to what is happening in the Avengers movies. Okay. I'm going to get explain. somebody. Yeah.
4: That's non-biased. There's a situation. Mr. Struthers. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you this question would it? Okay. So I'm so excited to answer it. <laughs> would it would it make sense for Marvel to kill off Tony Stark in the next Avengers film and then f- 4 months later have him s- see him pop up in a Spider-Man film?
6: <sighs> Honestly, no. I'm going to have to say I don't I, but but whatever. I don't know that people care that much. I I, I personally would find it confusing if I Didn't have to listen to the whole conversation I just
3: heard.
6: (laughs) How dare you, sir? I'm sorry. But to the average person, man,
4: yeah, it's going to seem weird. And wouldn't it take away from his death in Avengers 4 when you see him pop up four months later in a film that was supposed to be in in, in between those films? Well, yeah, of course it would. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I'm back on the ledge. All right. God damn it. Yeah. You had unless off. It, you had unless
6: off. in the movie, they were constantly saying, man, got a weird feeling. I'm going to die soon. <laughs> got a gut feeling.
0: I got a
4: gut feeling that I'm going to die. I don't, I don't feel so good. Oh, yeah. today was a crazy day because Samuel Jackson put out another tweet and it was about Captain Marvel this time. And he showed himself as a D. aged Samuel Jackson. I don't know if you guys got to see this. But this picture is insane. And he put out, wow, they keep getting better at this. So the DH situation, you know mm-hmm. how they've been doing this, and it started off a little shady with Michael Douglas, and kind of went, it is getting really, really good. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It is freaky yeah. how young Samuel Jackson looks. Yeah, he looks like uh, Pulp Fiction Samuel Jackson. He does. Even younger than that. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, younger than that. Yeah, it's, it's it's insane. He looks like Coming to America Samuel Jackson. Here's a question for you, Evan and Eric, and then we'll go with you, yes. Boo, and Les. One actor or actress you would like to see de-aged in a film, and this is an actress or an actor that's not passed away yet, but it's one that's still alive and it's older, that you would like to see younger and maybe put in a film with somebody that you love, actor or actress
5: wise. Oh, this is tough. I'll need a second on this one. Okay. Yeah, same.
6: Okay.
2: Less. First of all, coming to America, Samuel L. Jackson was young, but he was like down and out, jacked up. I'm just saying in that I age bracket. That. I'm not talking <laughs> about the character. For uh you 26. know what? Um ah, Wesley
4: Snipes. A uh, young Wesley Snipes? Ooh. You're talking like White Man Can't Jump, Wesley Snipes?
2: I'm talking New Jack City. Oh. Wesley Snipes.
4: Well, that's pretty close to White Man Can't Jump. Well, I mean,
2: like I uh, like, yeah. yeah, around that area. Yeah. yeah, when he was. He's a badass. Yeah. Huge. Just up until when he became Blade. Yeah.
4: By the way, there was a great article on Cinema Blend about how Marvel should bring back Blade. Absolutely. And round it off with an older Wesley Snipes and bring in a young person to take over the realm. The, the, uh, Yes, they
2: could do the Midnight Suns or they could do uh, a new version of the Night Stalkers. Yeah, for sure. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool to see Blade. I'm sure Wesley still has it. I think it's time for me to put a sound effect in. (laughs) Yeah, it would have to be Wesley Snipes, even though he doesn't look that damn old. No, man, he's still young. Man, (sighs) he still looks good, yeah.
4: Yeah, that's what happens when you don't pay your taxes. Boo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would have two. I would have two. It would be...
4: Don't say Arnold because they did Arnold already. No,
0: no, 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 no. No, which looked actually pretty good. That I it know did look I, pretty good. When I saw that in uh in uh what was that,
4: Genesis? It reminded me of you no, a little bit, boo.
0: Not Genesis. <laughs> Salvation. 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 When I saw that, fucking lost it. Um so I would have Denzel Washington DH to what was uh Glory? Uh, no, Submarine, Gene Hackman.
4: Crimson Tide? Crimson Tide. Tide. I would okay. have
0: DH to there. And then and then my other one would be William Defoe. <laughs>
4: uh, like platoon but, William Defoe.
0: Yeah, no, a a younger William Defoe, but for a purpose. Oh,
4: to be the Joker. Ooh, ooh, William Defoe is the Joker. Here's for one like
0: purpose. I exactly what age can can fluctuate because i, I for some for you some want, reason you want me, body of evidence
2: William Defoe. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Wasn't yeah. body of evidence a big rip off of Basic Instinct? That was pre Basic Instinct, was it? That was I think it was before Basic Instinct. Madonna's. I don't think it was. I think it was a big rip off of Basic Instinct. Yikes! Oof,
4: Madonna as an actress, no. Um, <laughs> just no. Okay, so William Defoe to play the Joker, mm-hmm. and you said uh, Denzel. Denzel, Denzel okay. younger Denzel. It's well, so cause funny because I don't see Denzel's aged, even though no. he has. No, I know, no, no, no
0: but but like, if, well, for for the main purpose, because Denzel in uh,
2: Crimson Tide. He was fit. You, you do, you need to see glory. but Denzel. you do realize military Denzel and all his military roles. Mm-hmm, he's just a fit badass. Yeah. Courage yeah. under fire. He's a oh, badass. God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Antoine Fisher. He's still mm-hmm. a badass. Like mm-hmm. military, there's probably nobody rocks a better military, like. The role, the stature, yeah, on that. Yes, Denzel absolutely. Washington. Oh, absolutely, yeah. My goodness, yes.
4: So, uh, can we can,
2: can we talk another forty minutes about yeah, Denzel, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my my yeah. Honestly, uh, Evan, had you
5: uh, think of one yet? Yeah, I think I have mine. This is going to sound really strange, but I would like to de-age Christopher Walken, Ooh. and I would want to make him Mephisto from Ghost Rider. Oh. That's. Bitch. I think that could be really, really cool. Wow. Does that so make you're talking,
4: him? You're talking uh,
5: like Deer Hunter, Christopher Walken. No. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd plant it up. Anything pretty much uh, younger than I would say, younger than the his Batman rule, even in Batman Forever. Oh, yeah, like a little, a little bit younger guy. than that, even. Okay, Wait, that's a good because one. because
2: the Mephisto would be a play on him being, uh, what's that movie where he's the angel of death, The Prophecy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I where Christopher Walken, like, he's a straight up, like, in all black. The prophecy. He's Gabriel. I never saw it, man. Oh, oh, you, oh he's I the know. angel Gabriel? I never yes.
0: saw that either. No. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Let's, oh. let, oh.
4: let's look at him I mean, with such disappointment, I'm right trying now.
0: to remember who else is in that
2: movie. It's, all you need to know is him. I know, he's I the know. archangel Gabriel, and he I just comes Oh, wait a minute. Just... The
4: one that he's the archangel? <laughs> I still haven't fucking seen he's it He's Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> People out there, you, you know what I'm talking Walken? about. You want to hear my Christopher Walken? I know Eric does. You oh, all know exactly no. what I'm talking
2: about, people out there in the Sith land. <laughs> you know the movie. The Sith
5: land. If we have a new land, by the way. That's it. That's it. The it's country coming is out seven, 2019. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Prophecy, 1995. Mary. What? Can you keep a secret? The biggest
3: secret ever. Centuries ago, a second
1: coming was foretold.
3: What did he say to you, Barry? He asked if I could keep the secret. What was that? Something he
1: gave me. But what's coming? He wants something. Something that's here. Isn't what anyone expects. Oh my god. It's a war in heaven. Over what? Us. Humans. Christopher Walken.
4: The prophecy. I think we have a new crack team, and I think it's Evan DeCellis. I think cool, cool. Les last cool, 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 cool. has lost his uh cool, cool. his post. Yeah, I just want to see, I just want to see how young he looked in that. I like the D-H um my D-H would be Al Pacino. Oh, good one. I like Ooh, to see it, Al Pacino, and I'm talking like dog day afternoon Al Pacino. Man. I'm not talking like heat Al Pacino, where he goes, she's got a great ass, and your head all <laughs> the way up it. Not that Al Pacino or my wife
5: not that opportunity (laughs) did you hear about the martin scorsese's film involving the de-aging with him yeah oh what say okay martin Martin scorsese is doing a a mob film with him and robert de niro called the irishman on netflix right he's de-aging both of them no yeah oh my god i just got look look at my arms I just got Spidey's. Dude, would My you
4: spidey. really want that though? I know. Hell yeah, I would want that. Would you both want of them to them together. be like the old. Yes. Guys,
0: they yes. are and. Yeah, yes. I, I kind of find it a little disrespectful. I, I agree with no, less. I know. Kind I'm of, you have to de-age them. Right now, I don't know. Okay. No? If they are cool with it, I'm cool
2: with it. I don't. I don't. I'm, I, I would. I'm I, I understand why Rogers is okay with it because you don't get that. opportunity. You only get one. I mean, they were in two mm-hmm. movies together, right? If I'm not mistaken, only well, one of them they were on screen together. That's right. Godfather Two, but,
4: they were on screen. They were never, 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 no.
2: And then Heat, they were both
4: nominated for Academy Award. Robert De yeah. Niro actually oh. won an Academy Award. Yeah, but wait, in well, Heat, they weren't on screen together either. Yeah, they were. Were they? Yeah, they, oh, were, okay. they were on they screen, they screen multiple scenes, times.
2: So. Yes, okay.
0: And then there's another one, Righteous Kill. Righteous Kill, which was a bad movie. <laughs> that was fucking shit. That was
2: garbage. <laughs> that was garbage. Well, then this will make up for it. I fucking love well,
4: so. Yeah. Oh yeah, no problem. Crack, okay, team. crack team. Crack team. Crack team. Um, Struthers, we haven't forgot about you. What? Who would you pick?
6: Okay. And you're going to think I'm dumb, but I would de-age Pee-wee Herman.
4: Oh, that's cool. No, that's not dumb at all.
6: Okay. But hang on. okay, It gets crazier. Oh, I would have him be the Shogun of Harlem in The Last Dragon.
3: What? Where? Why where would that
0: come from? What? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard.
6: I don't know man cuz when I was thinking what could I do with Pee-wee Herman, D.A. besides ask him to, you know, like remake every scene from Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which is one of the finest movies of all time, and what I heard in my head is when I say who's bad, you know, and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> there it sure is."
4: Enough.
0: Please wow, please that finish was...
6: that line. Yeah. So there's please no, finish that. I no.
2: can't.
4: I like all you get I'm listening to reason. <laughs>
2: I got another one to throw okay, out there. Okay,
4: that was out of left field, but... I got,
2: I got I got one to throw out there. Okay. Clint Eastwood. Oh, my god! Oh, my god! Mm, you mean, mm-hmm. Give me some more Dirty Harry movies. Man, holy No, holy we're shit. talking
4: Dirty Dozen. Dirty Harry, he was already 40. No, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm saying a younger one, like like oh, early Dirty, yeah.
0: early uh, Harry Callahan. Oh, my God. Like when he first gets the magnum
4: and shit like that, that mm. would be fucking amazing. I was very excited about this. He even oh. said the last name. Fuck yeah. That's good. I didn't one. I don't even remember his last name. Boo remember Callahan Callahan. Fuck
2: yeah. Dirty Harry Callahan. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah.
4: Badass beating the shit out of a guy in the elevator. What happened? He fell.
0: <laughs> he did fall. <laughs> he fell. Yeah, into my fist and my feet. Ugh.
4: that was fun. That was, that was great. Fun. We didn't pick any women, by the way. Good job, Les. Uh, I'll tell you who I would DH and she's not an actress, she's an she's a uh, musician. That would be I talked about her last week. Eric knows who I'm talking about. It's Miss Stevie Nicks. Oh. I would de age her to, f- to the rumors LP.
6: Hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm
6: picking up what you're putting
4: down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he picked it up, put it down, and looked at it again, and put it back down. But it's kind of rude to pick women because they're beautiful. I, I was just about to they're say. I don't know how who they would they touch
2: are. that with. They, they
3: age like the, fine. The, the longest of sure ten do. foot
4: poles. Yes, I agree. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> there is a one uh, before we get into the flash round and have Evan play the flash round. Collider, Evan Valentine from Collider put out a list and we get a lot of people wanting us to talk about TV shows in the comic book superhero world and we never do. Well, we we do, but we don't talk about the ones that you guys like. We talk about the ones that are on Netflix, but Evan Valentine put out (laughs) a list of his top 11. I don't know why it was 11, but he did and he ranked them. Um, So this list here, let's see what it says. Well, uh, 2018 hasn't been too shabby for TV fans. And there certainly aren't any comics-inspired series that are outright terrible. Yet anyway, as Iron Fist first season or Inhumans. Ooh, shot. Evan just took a shot at those two. While a few of the following shows could be considered a slog, there were ultimately more pros than cons, even in the least among them. Even in the least among them. This list includes all superhero shows airing in 2018 through August 31st. But for the broadcast series, it also takes into consideration the first half of their seasons, that started in the fall of 2017. So he's got all kinds of stipulations and stuff. So here's the list. Number 11, we have Arrow. We used to watch it. Don't watch it anymore. Everybody's pretty down and out on it. Whatever. And Evan, let me know if you watch any of these. Uh You can interrupt me at any time. Super. Yeah, no s- problem. Supergirl. Uh, Les has watched a couple episodes.
2: Uh, yeah, I actually sat down and watched them with my mom. She she loves that show. And you're up to date, and you're not up to date. I've saw. I saw- I can't... Uh, That's I, so cool. Your mom loves it. Yeah, oh, yeah. She loves it. Yeah. She's like Supergirl's on. I'm watching it. So Right That's on. Cool. And they've introduced very...
4: Superman multiple times. Eesh.
2: But still a pretty... I mean, I guess Les doesn't like Superman. No, I don't.
4: <laughs> I, I know you don't. Move along. Number nine, Jessica <laughs> Jones. We love Jessica all Jones. It. Love Jessica Jones. Should should be higher on that should list. should be definitely higher on this list. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. This list is no, no, no credible source. <laughs> Number eight, uh, Gotham. Uh number seven, Luke Cage. That should be higher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number six, Agents of Shield, which I've heard has been getting better every season. Number five, Les's favorite show, Krypton.
2: Actually, I do like it. That's what I'm saying.
4: Yeah. I you do. do. You mean you got a huge debate on it. You want to talk about that debate or should we just pass? Shut Let's your pass. Mouth. Let's keep watching. Number four, the tick, which I've heard great things about. I don't know anything about it. It just looks ridiculous. I don't know if it's supposed to be a comedy. I can't
2: believe I haven't seen that. I used to love the animated show, it was amazing. In the comics. Yeah, the animated show was great. Number three, The Flash. Obviously very popular. Number two, Black
4: Lightning. Les you're a big fan of this. No problem with it being there. And number one, this was surprising to me, Legends of Tomorrow. I think I've watched two episodes of it and I hmm. could, not, could not get into it.
2: I understand why he ranked Legends of Tomorrow. It's the uh the scope and then adding basically all of the bit players of the justice league are all over this thing. So really Hawkman, Hawk girl, oh, all Mr. Of it, terrific, yeah, okay. the terrific, the Adam, uh, firestar, the B list of superheroes. I mean, they're not so much that, but they are, they're part of a major part of the justice league, but to be able to bring the amount of heroes to the screen and be able to run the stories, you get white canary. Uh, it, it is what it is. I, 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 I can't personally watch it. I've tried. Um, but it is. I understand why he would do that. I understand why it would even be ranked number one. And there's my backup to that.
4: Okay, Evan, you have one person that supports your list. And that's Les Gonzalez. And he's the most important because he's our comic book guru.
2: I still think Luke Cage should be top five easily. Top
5: four Oh, I agree completely. Sure.
4: Yes. All right. Are you ready, Evan, to play the famous flash round
5: yes i think i am
4: it's time for the flash round this is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours you ready good luck Honor or luke uh luke favorite band of all time um whew. uh toto Ooh. okay okay i love all the youngins liking toto yeah,
3: mm-hmm. no? that, that's, yeah, that's
2: great. It's like the youngins that like Lionel Richie back in when we went. True. a few years back. It's true, Lionel Richie
4: is very popular in the music festival scene. Who's Toto? <sighs> I'm fucking with that. I know you're. Toto. A <laughs> uh,
5: mm-hmm. Favorite artist of all time? Um, uh you mean musical or like illustrative? Illustrated. Um, I would probably say Edward Gorey. Okay, he yeah. does a lot of really cool stuff. Okay, Edward Gorey. first,
4: you, first thing you remember drawing. I think you already said this. Maybe
5: um, Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Okay.
4: Favorite Michael Jackson song. Thriller. Superman or Batman. Batman. The Hulk or Thor. The Hulk. Nice. Ugh, I love the Hulk. Yeah. Ooh, these two love the Hulk too. Solo or Rogue One. Rogue One. If you're on a deserted island, what CD slash digital record would you want to have with you? And you can only pick one.
5: The Marshall Mathers LP. Oh, oh Really? Yeah. Hell yeah.
4: Yeah. He has a new one that everybody's been talking about. Love it. it. Oh, you love it? Oh, I do. Yeah. I've seen it. A lot better than his other stuff. I've seen him in concert and he's definitely a great entertainer, man. That's for sure. Oh, jealous. Okay. So you, the first thing that you... <laughs> remember drawing was Jack Skeleton. What was the first thing you remember drawing that you think you could do this for a
5: living? Donovan McNabb for the Eagles. I drew it for a friend. Oh shit. Never That's got the respect cool. he deserved, by the way.
3: Mm-mm.
4: Favorite non-Star
5: Wars movie of all time? The Nightmare Before Christmas. Like- mm mm-hmm. Favorite Toto song? Uh, Africa, as bad as that sounds. I know it's mainstream, but if I had to pick a second, I think Hold the Line. Oh, definitely hold on my line. next one. Hold the
4: on line is definitely my favorite one. I think less you like the other one, Rosanna, right? Is that what it's called? Brianna. I like Africa. Rosanna is
3: that? Rosanna a is another one. Rosanna,
4: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Boo. Uh, what is it? Lightsaber or blaster?
5: Lightsaber. What color?
4: Uh purple. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Favorite Tarantino film? Kill Bill Volume Two. Oh.
5: Okay.
4: Mine's Kill Bill Volume One. Well, Ooh, nice. we'll, have to, we'll have to battle later about this. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, the most important question of all questions, mm-hmm.
5: Beyonce or Rihanna? Um, Tread lightly. Tread lightly. I'm just saying that. Okay. Um, okay. I was a huge fan of Destiny's Child, so I'm saying Beyonce.
4: Bless your heart. Love Ooh, you. Thank you for playing the flash round. Like Mr. Schroeder said, you did a great job having your own opinions.
5: Nice. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me.
4: <laughs> yes, absolutely. That was fun. You did great. Where can people find your stuff? Look at your stuff and look for your book and buy your book when it comes out, Evan.
5: Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a podcast called Grayscale. Uh, you could find that on iTunes and on my Twitter, which is at uh, edichellis 25 uh, My website for my artwork is thecellusart.com. And my book will be posted, hopefully, pretty much everywhere by me um, early October. So look for that if you're Can't interested. Wait. And, uh, what's, what's your
4: Twitter account again? It is E 25 E the 25 guys mm-hmm. check his stuff out. He is an amazing talent. Like I said before, and it's, he's a great follow on Twitter. So please check him out and thank you for coming on my man. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
5: Thank yeah. You thank just, you so much for
4: having me. I oh, really, really course, appreciate it. Of course. Sorry that there wasn't a lot of star Wars talk, but we got to come back when there is and we'll just talk star Wars for a good hour.
5: Oh, no, I'm I'm all down for that. I'm used to talking about Star Wars, so it was nice to change it up, too, a little bit. So, okay,
4: yeah, Cool, fun. cool. cool. Mr. Struthers, where can people listen to your beautiful voice and look at your beautiful golden locks?
6: <laughs> well, That's in true. that specific order, you can check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. We dropped an episode this past week with Robbo of the Steel yeah. Wars Patreon Robo Report fame. It's a, dude, it's a great episode. Bravo's we talk about, best, th- yeah, we talk about Thrawn alliances, the novel. We, cool. you know, all, get into all kinds of crazy stuff. You can also check out a pretty recent episode of Strathers Wars on the Steel Wars podcast feed. And if you want to look at my sweet, sweet face, you can go to Twitter at Eric Strathers.
4: Sweet, sweet face of Strathers. Les, where can people find you? On Twitter at lessismore78 and boo, at the Sith List boo, guys. Thank you once again for listening to the Sith List. We truly appreciate it. And people that have, um, been, I guess people that have been listening. This comes out on Sunday. I'm going to be in New York this week, starting this weekend, and I'm going to be visiting all the East Coast amazing people. And you know who you are. And I will see you soon. And it's going to be tons of fun. And I can't wait. And then Les and I are coming back. For Comic Con in October. So uh, that is that. We will catch you next week on episode number 110 of The Sith List.